Ridiculous Rock Record Reviews with your host, Aaron Martell. Hello there, I'm Aaron Martell, and welcome to Ridiculous Rock Record Reviews, a podcast where I talk about and review a rock album of my choice. Today I'm flying solo, no co-pilots, but if you're listening and you're interested in coming on the show to review an album with me, I'm always on the lookout for co-pilots to host a podcast with me. There are a few ways to get in touch with me, which I'll go over at the end of the show. So on this week's episode, I'm going to talk about Rats, 1984 debut album, Out of the Cellar. It's very easy for me to remember when I first discovered Rat. It was a song round and round from this very album. More specifically, it was watching the music video for Round and Round that got a ton of airplay on MTV, and you couldn't miss it if you tried. I liked the song right away, and very quickly Rat rose to the top of the glam metal movement out of the Sunset Strip in Los Angeles that was taking over the music scene at the time. For a little while there, two bands were the most popular in hair metal, Rat and Motley Crue, and there was a friendly rivalry between both the bands and their fans as to which one was better. For me, I was in the Motley camp, as I thought the personalities of the crew's band members were far more interesting and wild. But I still liked Rat's music, and I had to admit that, musically speaking, Rat were the better and more consistent band. In the end, Rat's popularity flamed out quicker than Motley Crue's. But in their heyday, Rat could stand toe-to-toe with the very best bands glam metal had to offer. At any rate, at some point in 84 or 85, I picked up the cassette of this album, and there you have it. So now I'll give you some basic facts about this record, brought to you by Wikipedia so you know you're getting gospel truth. Out of the Cellar is the debut studio album by American heavy metal band Rat, released on March 27, 1984 on the Atlantic label. It was produced by Bo Hill and was recorded at Village Recorder and Sound City Studios, Los Angeles, California. It reached number 7 on the Billboard 200 chart and is certified triple platinum by the RIAA. Now I'll go over the band's lineup card. We've got Stephen Piercy on lead vocals, Robin Crosby on lead guitar and backing vocals, Warren Demartini on lead guitar and backing vocals, Juan Crucier on bass guitar and backing vocals, and Bobby Blotzer on drums and percussion. With that done, I'll now begin a track-by-track analysis of this album. The lead-off track is Wanted Man, written by Robin Crosby and Stephen Piercy. I'm always amused when a hard rock band tries to do a western or cowboy theme with its lyrics, as it's usually not pulled off that well. The song is basically about a Wild West outlaw who will deal with anyone who crosses him in the harshest way possible. Stephen Piercy has a good glam metal voice. It's on the higher side and raspy, though maybe occasionally whiny and not particularly dynamic, but he has enough personality to stand apart from the rest of the hair metal pack. Musically, the band is tight and rocking, and you hear the muted staccato picking style that's used frequently and is a trademark of the band. 
The two guitarists have distinct styles from each other that separates them, especially when they solo. In general, Robin Crosby plays more melodic runs, while Warren Demartini brings the fast shredding. But they complement each other extremely well, and I dig the guitar tones. As an introduction to the band, this tune does a good job. It's got a good chorus, and the backing vocals are done by the whole band, which was an advantage for Rat in a live setting. I also dig the clean guitars in the verses and the heavier sound in the choruses. I like this one a lot, though the production on this and the album in general is a little too slick and takes some of the heaviness out of the music. And the lyrics, along with the music video, inspiring the visual of Stephen Piercy as a Western outlaw just cracks me up. The next track is You're in Trouble, written by Robin Crosby, Stephen Piercy, and Warren Demartini. fades in with echoed, human-voiced jungle sounds, and Juan Crucier comes in with a cool bass line, along with Bobby Blatzer's faux tribal beat. Though it sounds like there's some electronic drums in there, so I'm not a big fan of that. Fuck electronic drums and rock music. Steven sings a tale of the urban jungle and all the dangers there, referencing knives and guns and trouble on the streets, though he doesn't specify what the trouble actually is. Guns N' Roses would use a similar theme a couple of years later with Welcome to the Jungle. This song has a shouted song title chorus, and the mid-tempo, low-down vibe of the music does command a sense of menace. The guitar solo is well done. This track won't set the world on fire, but it's a solid number two after Wanted Man. We move on to Round and Round, written by Robin Crosby, Stephen Piercy, and Warren Demartini. This was the first single and the first time most of the mainstream ever got a taste of Rat's music. Whoever decided to release this first made a good choice, as this song is catchy and hooky, but still rocks hard enough so that in my opinion, this is a perfect example of what glam metal is. The main riff grabs me right off the bat, and I even dig the guitars in the verses. Hair metal songs are typically structured like pop songs, with verse, chorus, bridge, and solo sections, and most contain pop hooks to snag the ear. This track checks all the boxes off, as the pre-chorus and chorus are excellent, with great backing vocals that lends itself to singing along to it. The guitar solo is fantastic, with a harmonized, melodic second half that kicks ass. The lyrics are of a typical, our love will make it if we stick together kind of thing, and Steven sings them well, though I do notice a sameness in his vocal delivery across all these tracks, with occasional higher-pitched yells to keep it interesting. The music video got the band noticed, with the visuals of them terrorizing a group of rich snobs at a dinner party, including famous comedian Milton Berle, whose nephew Marshall was Rat's manager at the time. I've always dug this track, and it reached number 12 on the Billboard Hot 100. Let's continue through the album with In Your Direction, written by Stephen Piercy. Yeah! 
another great glam metal tune. These guys were masters of the form right out of the gate. I love the riff, which you have to have in this type of music, and another catchy chorus make this song another winner. Lyrically, it's not too deep. The guy's girlfriend has broken up with him, and he can't get her out of his head. He feels a pull in her direction, and even if he tries to leave town, he can't shake it. The middle section gets a little more up-tempo, and it's a good bedrock for the guitar solo, which has some fleet-fingered runs from Warren, and again fits the music just right. I like this song, too, and the album is rolling right along. Okay, let's take a look at She Wants Money, written by Juan Crucier. This track is faster paced right away and has a different vibe than the other songs so far, most likely because it has a different writer on it. There really isn't anything special about it, but I do like the faster tempo and the she wants money chorus. The lyrics have our boy Steven picking up a girl and taking her home for a little fun, only to discover she's a prostitute. You know, an honest mistake. Well, Steven's got no cash, so he gets kicked out of her place. I like this track, but it's sort of generic, even for the hair metal genre. Even the guitar solo isn't anything special. I don't skip this one, but it doesn't yank my crank, you know what I mean? So let's flip the imaginary record over and drop the imaginary needle on Lack of Communication, written by Stephen Piercy and Juan Crucier. Communication, back off. I fucking love that shit. This is my favorite track on the record, easily. Tough-ass riff, lots of muted staccato picking, vocal hooks aplenty, ace backing vocals, what's not to love? There's not even a real guitar solo on this sucker, and I still dig the shit out of it. There's a bridge section that gets repeated with a We have our reason hook that sinks right in, too. The lyrics are about how a lack of communication can be destructive, whether between two people in a relationship or on a larger scale, the problems between nations of the world. Stephen throws in a lot of yelps and yells, and it just all comes together on this standout track. Continuing on, we get Back for More, written by Robin Crosby and Stephen Piercy. This song goes back a ways and was included in the band's self-titled EP, which was put out a year before this record in 1983. The basic riff is heavy on the muted staccato picking. Sounds like an Italian dinner by now. Hey, I want some muted staccato! Which is very noticeable as this track plods along like a tranquilized dinosaur. 
Stephen delivers a cocky vocal in which he tells a young lady she'll be back with him even though she's tempted by and dabbles with spending time with a wealthier guy. We have another shouted song title chorus, which is this band's stock and trade, and the guitar solos are tasty and well executed. This is far from my favorite track on the record, but it does the job and I don't hate it or anything. It's okay. Next up is The Morning After, written by Robin Crosby, Stephen Piercy, and Warren Demartini. This one has a galloping rhythm that gives it a distinctive flavor. Who do they think they are, Iron Maiden? It leads to one of the harder rocking songs in the album, yet it still retains all the hooky hair metal goodness we've heard so far. The lyrics are pretty straightforward. The singer is looking to convince a girl to sleep with him, but don't worry, baby, he'll be gone in the morning, so don't worry about it. Let's just live in the moment. There's a blazing solo on this that turns into another harmonized melodic solo that happens to be my favorite on the whole record, as the guitars chug along and play off each other extremely well. Funny, even though this isn't brought up when Rat's great songs are discussed, I've always fucking loved this one. It's an ass kicker. The penultimate track is I'm Insane, written by Robin Crosby. Okay, I guess there had to be a clunker somewhere. This isn't necessarily bad, but it feels a bit by the numbers and intended to be filler material. Relatively generic riff with dumber than usual lyrics. I'm off my rocker. I fell out of my tree. You kidding me? Blech. This one is my least favorite track on the album, otherwise known on this podcast as Aaron Stinky Stinker. The boys gamely give it a go with its faster tempo and shredding solo, but they can't all be winners, can they? And that brings us to the final track on the album, Scene of the Crime, written by Robin Crosby and Juan Crucier. Stephen sings about how he's caught the girl cheating on him, and there's gonna be payback. He even threatens her with a loaded gun. The coolest fuck chorus is loaded with vocal hooks, and my 14-year-old self loved the line, cold-blooded bitch going out on me. Hey, I was 14 when this was released. There are two bridge and solo sections. The first solo section is one of those guitar harmony pieces Rat does so well, and the second combines the harmonized runs with some single-string runs that ring my bell if you get me. This song kind of sums up everything that makes Rat great, and with its intro section doubling as its faded closing section, you cannot go wrong with this track. Great tune to end the record on. 
Now that the track by track is done, I'll go into my final thoughts and album rating. For you new listeners, the album rating is a 0 to 5 system, with 5 being a favorite album of mine all the way down to a 0, which is shit on a stick. Rat has a long history going way back to when they were called Mickey Rat and had a revolving door of band members, some of whom became famous in their own right, like Jakey Lee and Mark Torian, later of Bullet Boys. When the lineup on this record crystallized, Rat was able to sign with an independent label and put out their first EP, which eventually led them to getting signed by major label Atlantic and recording this album. From there, the band got MTV exposure and went on the road with acts like Billy Squire, Ozzy Osbourne, Iron Maiden, and Motley Crue. To my mind and ears, Rat was easily one of the best hair metal bands. As a matter of fact, if you asked me to recommend one album to play for someone who didn't know hair metal, this one would be a strong contender. I'd give Out of the Cellar four and a half. Rat is sometimes thought of as an underrated band in the Sunset Strip scene, but I remember when they were second only to Motley Crue in popularity during that era for a few years there. The thing is, they didn't have the media-savvy presence of the crew, and they weren't as flamboyant as groups like Poison who took over as the 80s wore on. But musically, Rat was superior to most of the other glam bands, especially in the guitar-playing department. Warren Demartini could shred with the best of them, and Robin Crosby was a talented songwriter and melodic soloist for this genre. The rhythm section was not spectacular, but they didn't need to be, and Stephen Piercy was a good vocalist and frontman for Rat's material. All of the band members could write, and all had major writing contributions to this album, except for Bobby Blotzer. Live, this band could deliver, bringing good energy and sounding heavier than their records at their shows. Later on, the band became a clusterfuck of soap opera proportions, but I'm not going into all that here. If this music isn't your cup of tea, that's fine, I get it. Most metalheads dismiss this music or don't acknowledge that it has anything to do with metal at all. But I see it as a progression of mainstream hard rock slash metal the bridge connecting 70s, early 80s hard rock to the 90s and grunge. And as I grew up with this music, I have a soft spot for it. Hey, as far as I'm concerned, it beat most of the Spandau Ballet bullshit that was mucking up the charts. And as I was unaware of the underground thrash metal scene at the time, this is what I listened to. And fuck it, I love it. Four and a half. I'd now like to give a shout out to a podcast that I enjoy listening to. This one is called Thrash It Out and the hosts are Anthony Johnston and Brian Latender. It's similar to the siblings on Record Branch of this show, as the hosts pick an album and discuss and argue about it. They stay on the metal side of the musical spectrum, and they go into far more detail than we do on this podcast. They bring good knowledge and interesting opinions to the music they discuss. So that's Thrash It Out. Dig it. And that's going to do it for this episode. You can find this podcast at places like iTunes, Stitcher, and Podbean. So if you like what you hear, please subscribe to the podcast and leave a review of it. If you take the time to do that, I'll read your review right here on the show. If you'd like to contact me directly, I can be reached at RidiculousRockRecords at gmail.com and also on the Ridiculous Rock Record Reviews Facebook page, where there's a link to hear each podcast. You can also review the show on Facebook if you'd prefer to do it that way. And yes, I'll read your Facebook review on the podcast. You want to come on the podcast and talk about an album with me? Shoot me an email. We'll set it up. I'm always looking for co-pilots to host the show with me. And I would also welcome any requests or suggestions for albums to cover. Feel free to leave all of your feedback, comments, reviews, and or suggestions at any of those places I just described. I'd love to hear from you. And lastly... 
here at R4. We thank you so much for giving this podcast a listen, and a massive thank you if you like and support the show. Take care, and I'll catch you later. called Mickey Rat, and then they shortened it to Rat, because they just wanted to sound like a rodent, you know, because hamster and gerbil were already taken, and who the fuck wants to be called guinea pig, you know, <laughs> fucking rat, oh boy, off track, <laughs> that communication back off, <laughs> fucking rodent, <laughs> Oh, any other roads? Opossum. <laughs>